Hey everybody, happy new year and welcome to the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Chris Avery here with you. My guest this week is safety Adrian Phillips. It was a great conversation with AP. We discussed this Sunday's wildcard rematch with the Ravens, the team's success playing on the road this season, watching film with rookie safety Derwin James, and AP's journey from undrafted free agent to pro bowler. All right, welcome to episode 17 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Special one here. I'm here with the pro bowler, Adrian <laughs> yeah. Phillips, right before the playoffs 2019. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. Good to see you. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. Grateful to I be go here. back to that that Bill Parcells saying when they were in the playoffs. He's like, this is why you lift all them weights. This is why you mm-hmm. run all those hills. Yeah. OTAs, training camp, mini camp, all these practices, a 16-game season, mm. a 12-4 and four season to get to this point, put yourself in a position to win a Super Bowl. How does it feel? You know, it's a feeling I haven't had before since I've been here. We haven't been to the playoffs. My rookie year, we had a chance. We had to beat Kansas City, and we were in. And we had a whole bunch of injuries on the offensive line and really throughout the whole team. So we never really got to experience that. We ended up losing that game. The next two years, I think we went four and twelve. Last year, nine and seven. Mm. Needed some help from Jacksonville, didn't get it done. And now it's like you were the team last year. Nobody wanted to see. They didn't want to see us. And, no. and, and I think Jacksonville and the rest of the teams in the AFC knew that we had we had hit our streak right at the right time. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. But it made us hungrier, and we came back, and we're twelve and four now. And you know it's. It's a different feeling. Everybody's walking with a pep in their step. It's kind of uncharted territories for a lot of us because we've never been there. But yeah. at the same time, you know, it's not it's not always about experience. It's like if you want to get the job done, let's do it. Absolutely. And you go back to 2013, last time this team was in the playoffs, I think there's only six guys on the active roster that were on that team. But you said it. These guys, especially in December, you guys have won big-time games mm-hmm. in Kansas City, in Pittsburgh, go back to November, Seattle. Yeah, um, yeah. you got to be feeling good about getting on a plane when you're 8-0, mm-hmm. when you get on a plane, going to Baltimore. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Well, it's not necessarily crazy, but it's surprising how well we act on the road, how how well we perform. You know, a lot of the teams, you know, in them hostile environments that they – that they've been in Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Seattle. You guys seem to embrace it. We embrace it. We love being on the road. Like, this is probably the only team that I've been on in all of my years of playing football that just loves to play on the road. I remember in Seattle, right before kickoff, that place was rocking. rocking. But you guys were jumping, like, in unison with <laughs> yeah, the Seattle fans. Yeah, like, like yeah. it was the home crowd for you. Yeah, and that's what, it's felt, that's what it felt like. You know, just being out there during pregame, you know, they had the speakers, like, right on the sideline. Mm. So, like, feeling that, just feeling the music, feeling the bass pumping through your heart, and then just seeing that that atmosphere, all those fans screaming, and you can't hear anything. We were like, all right, this is yeah. this is football. This is this is what we want. And they didn't even know that they were hyping us up. They had no idea. <laughs> they had no idea. They had no idea, but it was just great. It was great. I go back to Pittsburgh, too, mm-hmm. when they were playing Renegade in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know how they do yeah. that yeah. every time to get the Steelers pumped up. I see Keenan jumping around. I think Badgley was jumping around. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole... <laughs> The whole team was into it like, okay, this is our moment to shine, yeah. not the Steelers. Yeah, and, and you know, people just don't understand that. We we have a great group of guys. We have so many different personalities, so many 
different people who came from so many different backgrounds and like we just all embrace each other and we love each other and we're all competitors mm. that's the main thing we're yeah. all competitors we're i'm a part of a team i'm a part of a of, of an organization that just competes and it's it's a great feeling to be a part of and there's no doubt in my mind when we step on that field that that's what we're going to do you're, you're no doubt one of the unquestioned leaders on the defense your head coach anthony lynn um you mentioned being here since 2014 what has it been like being a part of this program with coach lynn running the show you know it, it's different it's different with coach lynn um with coach mccoy he was a he was a great man great great coach you know mm. we just weren't able to turn over that leaf but the the thing i see different with with coach lynn is just it seems like the team is just embracing it a little more and i don't want i don't want to put it all on coach lynn yeah, i think it's the whole staff and i think it's the group of guys that we brought it's the in coaches and, and the guys it, mm-hmm. everything i mean from from the general manager yeah. to scouts it, it all kind of funnels down right yeah it it all it all trickles down but it starts with the starts with the head guy he puts he puts in place like his format what he wants to get done and then the positional coaches they they say what they say and then it goes down to the players it it comes down to are you tired of losing or not and if yeah. you're tired of losing, what are you going to do to change that? And being around Phillip, being around Gates, like players who have won, and then you bring in people like Brandon Mevane, and you bring in Joey Bosa, who came from a, a winning college. Uh, like all those guys that are used to winning, yeah. that, that don't that doesn't know how it feels to, to lose, that they're used to winning. Just being around those guys and seeing how they work and how they attack the game. You know, it's it's one of those things like you. Okay, I want that. Yeah, I want that. So everybody embraces it, and we change the culture around here. You talk about guys like Bosa mm-hmm. and you know Derwin coming in a first right. round pick, right. but there's guys like yourself. There's guys like Damian Square. You were an undrafted free mm-hmm. agent in 2014. You go from being an undrafted free agent to being a big part of this defense. Get ready to get in the playoffs. What has this journey been like to you? And by the way. A pro bowler. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a it's an unbelievable journey, you know. Um, one thing I will say from my point of view is expected just because that's the type of person I am. I, I work as hard as I can, and I'm grateful for everything that I have. Mentality first. Mentality first. You know, I, this is this is expected. Like, I'm supposed to be in this position. And, you know, when the opportunity arises, it's, it's up to you. You're either going to stand tall or you're going to fold. And I've failed times in the past, and, you know, all of those were learning curves and learning lessons. And just now it's, it's starting to click. I've, I've put all those pieces together, and I just don't want to let my teammates down. So, you know, being an undrafted free agent is hard. Well, is that's hard. what I was going to say. I was going to, what's the biggest challenge? What was the biggest challenge during that four year period? Because we talk about some of these first, second round guys, like those guys are making the team regardless. Right. You got to grind every single day every to day. get noticed. If you get waived, you got to mm-hmm. find a way back. Uh, what was the the most challenging moment that you think kind of <clears throat> sticks with you now and, and makes you the player and the guy that you are today? I think the most challenging thing about being a free agent is just noticing how interchangeable you are. You, you can make one bad move and the front office can look at you and say, ah, you know, this isn't the route we want to go. Let's let's try somebody else out. And that's the most nerve-wracking thing because you see it happening to your teammates around you. You see mm-hmm. it happening to former teammates that are on that are on other teams. So when you when you see that, it's kind of one of those things like you don't want to focus on the outside distractions. You want to focus on yourself. 
but it's, it's very hard not to, and it's something that you have to learn. Some people come in with the ability to just have that already. They might have learned it at a young age, but for someone who, who knows, in high school, they might have been a four-star, five-star all their life, college, uh, started all four years, you know, made great play, plays, but some for some reason they weren't drafted. So this is their first taste of adversity. Hmm. So when they see that, it's kind of hard to to focus in. And, 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 and do you to, fold or do you keep moving? Exactly. And that's what you said. It's all about mentality. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine there was probably times, though, where you're like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? It, is is this going to be something that, that I, I continue to do? Yeah. It, it was stressful. My first two years in the league, I want to say I was a part of at least 18 or 20 transactions. I was cut like eight times, but I was a part of, I want to say, upwards of 18 transactions. So, you know, it's a lot of head games being played with you. You know, it's it, it's a lot of, okay, I just have to trust my ability. Trust trust God or trust whoever that you, you put your faith into. Mm-hmm. For me, it's God. And... Um, Just work on your craft. Try not to focus on the outside distractions. All right, guys, we'll get to part two of my conversation with Adrian Phillips here on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. But first, I want to tell you about a rare chance for you and a guest to join the Chargers on the field before kickoff. You get two tickets to a game and a special VIP meet and greet with NFL analysts Matt Money-Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Enter for the chance to win the Backstage Chargers prize pack by going to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. No purchase necessary. It's open to Southern California area residents 18 and over. This ends January 10th, 2019. Again, go to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. 77 tackles Mm -hmm. this year. 10 passes defense, which I think is tied for second on the team. Mm -hmm. Pro bowler. Uh, How did you get the news? Uh, I don't know if I could disclose how oh. how I got it. Okay, I, but uh, the main the main form that I got it was uh, through social media, and you know I had no idea, no idea. And wow. I've and I've told a couple of people this story and maybe a couple uh, outlets, but basically, I want to say a week before the the deadline for voting. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife, we were just at the house, and she was she was voting for everybody on the team, you know, just supporting everybody on the team, yeah. clicking as much as we can. So I, I went through it with her, like, hey, vote for this, 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 just taking it through the different positions. And I was like, you know, uh, I'll just go ahead and throw a vote in for myself. Just go ahead, yeah. throw one in for myself. I know nobody else is. So uh, I ser- we searched my name, and I wasn't even on the list. So I was like, wow. I saw Nick Zubner, and I was like, okay. Vote for him like ten times. Yeah, and but after that, I, you know, it was never a thought in my mind that I would be a pro bowler. Wow. Like after that, you know, it was still part of my goal, something that I wanted to accomplish, and I and I said that I wanted to accomplish it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but at that time, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe I didn't reach that goal this year. And then when I once I got that news, I thought it was a joke. Wow! I was like, stop playing. So you had you really had no idea once you got the news that it was even a possibility. No idea, no idea. Walk me through because you put this on social media. You you were you said you're walking the dogs with your wife Camille, and you guys Mm -hmm. were talking about just goals you wanted to accomplish that year. What was her goal? Her goal was she wanted to uh, get residency opportunities out here in California. She's in med school right now. Okay, and she's in med school at Texas Tech. And she wanted to do well enough on her tests and uh, uh, throughout the year to get uh, interviews out here in California. It's very, it's a very, very competitive, yeah, yeah. very com- 
competitive, you know, and she wanted to try to be close to me and, you know, who knows how that works out, but she wanted to be able to be out here. So she ended up accomplishing that goal as That's well. Crazy, so man. we accomplished them together and and I'm so excited for her. You know, it, it was it was crazy actually seeing her live out her dream and yeah. live out her goals and how excited she was and it came back to me and she gave me the same excitement it was it that's was fantastic yeah man. And, and you know what is the support outside the building too i mean you have teammates and coaches inside this building you guys are brothers mm-hmm. um but how important is it to have the support of your wife and during especially during these times when mm-hmm. you know we were just talking about being an undrafted free agent the ups and downs of that and yeah. just the, the ups and downs of a season you know mm-hmm. frankly when you know the wins and losses and, and getting up the next day getting in, mm-hmm. getting in the weight room things like that yeah she is definitely the MVP yeah <laughs> you know I don't know I don't know how everybody else wives work or their significant partners work, but she is definitely the MVP. The the amount of weight that she carries and the how much she is able to withstand is, is, is just amazing. So, you know, there were a lot of stressful nights uh within the past four years since I've been in the league and you know, she's been there for me and vice versa yeah. me for her with med school because med school is very difficult. I tell you what, man, that's <laughs> we talk about how hard football is. Man. Med school is, I, is up there, too. And, and I, tell, <laughs> I, I tell her all the time, I tell her, you know, football is hard, but what you're doing is like unbelievable. Yes, like, I'm, I'm here. You're, you're, you're way up here. You're, you're saving lives. You know, I'm just playing football to, to entertain people. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Camille for that. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. 2019, you guys got some, what, what are your 2019 goals? You know, uh, we, we haven't really talked about them with each other yet. We're only a day in, We're so it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and we still, we still have some stuff that we want to, that we want to work out. So once we, once we get some more news and more information about her residency and then about the future, we'll, we'll figure that out and then we'll, we'll make some more goals. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to Derwin earlier in the year in September and he pointed to you as a guy that he has leaned on, you know, in his first year in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, what kind of leader you are on this team and how selfless you are, it probably meant just as much to you that he was a pro bowler and, and yeah. is going to be a starter in this game. How satisfying is that for you just to be a, a veteran and, and being a guy that you've been around, you've been around him you know, the entire yeah, season? Yeah, seeing Derwin, Derwin grow since he's been here is, is, is amazing just to see how he came in. He was already a phenomenal player when yeah. he came in and you saw the athletic talent and you saw like glimpses of what he could be and then you know um him actually him actually you know coming to me and being able to say you know like hey I want to watch film with you you know I'm trying to learn some some more stuff I want to take my game to the next level you know him actually doing that it it all it took our relationship to a whole nother yeah. level we were already close DBs are always close but with him doing that it took it to a whole nother level so actually seeing him Go out there, game in and game out, just ball and be what I think is one of the best safety in the in the whole entire league right now. It, it, it's, it's wonderful to see. I would guess there's probably moments in a game where he makes a play in the back of your mind. Is like we just watched film on that. You know, you know what it, I mean. It, there, it, it happens all the time, and I don't know if if there, if if we're mic'd up on the sideline and if they can ever hear it. But he'll come make a play. He'll come pick off a pass 
get a PBU, blast the running back in the backfield. <laughs> He'd be like, AP, hey, we watched that on film. They tried to do that to us on film. We That's watched awesome. that. We watched that. And, and it, you know, it's just fun actually seeing the excitement on his face. But he's he's a he's a pro. Yeah. You you don't find a lot of players like Derwin. I, I think they come maybe once in a lifetime. Just the way he attacks in like every day, practice, game, it doesn't matter. Every day. That's the guys you win with, right? Mm-hmm. After the Denver game, I felt I just felt in the locker room it was more of a a business like approach mm-hmm. to this week. Uh, what's the mentality right now of, of preparing? Do you, do you prepare for? I guess you have to, like it's any other game. But at the same time, just it's heightened knowing that mm-hmm. this is what you've worked for the entire year. Yeah, I think our team is on phase. Well, I know our team is on phase. We know it's the playoffs and. We know what's at stake, but at the same time, like you said, it's a business mentality. We understand that even though it is a playoff game, to us it's just another game. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why we're going to take this to the next level. We came in after the Denver game. We knew we had to handle business. That game, maybe it mattered. You know, maybe if Kansas City would have lost. It could have, yeah. It could have, but at the same time, we weren't even worried about that. We we haven't won in Denver in Twenty thirteen. Yeah, since I've been here. Yeah. I haven't I never won in Denver. Yeah. So uh and since Coach Lennon's been here, I think we were one and two against him. So we went into that game with the mindset, look, we're about to handle business and then whoever we play next week, we're about to do the same thing. So as we prepare this week, we don't change anything because we prepare like we're the best in yeah. the league week in and week out anyway. So we don't need anything extra from anybody else. We don't need them to pick up their slag. We don't need none of that. Just keep doing what you've been doing because yeah. in our mind, we're the best in, in the league anyway. And it helps to go into January. You force four turnovers mm-hmm. in Denver. It, mm-hmm. It's got to help because the defense, especially in January, you may have to pick up the slag. You may have to score. Exactly. You may have to take the ball away mm-hmm. to get a win on the road. That And that is true. We all we always want to excel our game and we always want to take it to another level. So I don't want I didn't, I didn't mean that to sound like let's not do it. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, of course not. not. But it's anything. just it's 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 just good to kind of get into that mentality of like, true. all right, we just we just turned the ball over four times. True. You know, true. we got a couple of interceptions, you know, yeah. Julia had a nice pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a forced fumble mm-hmm. in, in that game. And so just to you got to be opportunistic. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And we have to take we take we have to take advantage of those opportunities and we know that the more times we give our offense the ball, we're going to we're going to blow teams out. Mm-hmm. Uh, more times than not, we're going to blow teams out. And that's that's our main thing on the defense. Get the ball back to the offense and then if we can score, let's score too. We got Kyle in the end zone. It was great. That, that was great. That is forced to What uh, was that forward. like? What was that like see Kyle would scoop Man, that up and go? You know, it was it was it was <laughs> great seeing that because Kyle puts everything into this. He puts everything into this. And he's a versatile player and I don't think people really understand that. We drafted Kyle as a DN. He was a four three in in college. Yeah. And it's all American in uh, Dakota. Crazy, yeah. crazy, and and now he's playing. He's able to play outside linebacker, middle linebacker, pretty much everything we need. And he's a viable option on special teams. He's one of our core guys on special teams. So to actually see him get rewarded like that, it, it felt great because he puts in all that work, and it was time for him to get yeah. that tenfold. So it was great to it see. It was that. fun. It was fun mm-hmm. to see that man. Um, last thing, Adrian. This Baltimore team, the biggest lessons that you guys took out of that game mm-hmm. that you can take and, and apply to this week is what? Don't hurt ourselves. A lot of the stuff that happened to us was self-inflicted. And Baltimore is a 
is a great team. Their defense is phenomenal. Yeah. Their their offense, a lot of people look down on our offense a little bit and look down on Lamar Jackson's throwing ability or whatever that may be, but their offense is explosive. It is. And they they do a great job of taking care of the ball and handling uh the time of possession. And when we have opportunities to get them off the field, when we get to get them to third and long, when we get them backed up in the sticks, we have to take advantage of that. And a lot of those opportunities last game we didn't we didn't take advantage of and it was self-inflicted it wasn't really anything they did yeah you guys were close though and and, and that's the thing when Lamar Jackson's been under center they're averaging 230 rushing yards a game you guys held them to 159 43 of them came on that first right play of scrimmage with Gus Edwards so Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that it's like 3.4 carry you had two tackles for loss in that first Mm -hmm. quarter Mm -hmm. so it, it felt like you guys for as poorly as it may have developed, mm-hmm. you guys were there until the end. Three yeah. minutes to go, you had a chance to win it. We had a chance to win it, and unfortunately it didn't work out that way. Their, def- their defense ended up making one more play than our defense did. And, you know, it, it sucks to to have that, but now it's round two. Now they have to see us again, and we know how hard it is for a team to beat another team twice in this league. And yep. now it's playoffs. It's heightened. Who knows what they're feeling over there, but – we're ready. We're going to be ready for it, and we're up for the challenge. I love it. Adrian Phillips, I know it's a, a busy week. It's yeah. an exciting week. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats on the Pro Bowl, and uh, congrats on hopefully a, a nice run in January here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, a big thanks to Adrian Phillips. That'll do it for Episode 17 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Now, this is a brand-new podcast this season, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and review. Please help spread the word. This podcast posts every Tuesday, and then be on the lookout for an all-new Chargers Weekly this Thursday. We'll get you ready for the wild card matchup in Baltimore against the Ravens. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.